0: Well, thank you for taking a next step, attending Starting Point. Once again, my name is Jeff, and I have the privilege of serving as lead pastor. Everything has a starting point, including your faith, and and faith has a starting point. For most of us, it started when we were kids. For many, it was damaged along the way. And so many of us, we need a restart, a refresh, an adult starting point. This week, as we close the study, we touch on something that happened that serves as overwhelming evidence that Jesus is who he says he is and perhaps he should be the starting point for your faith. Do you know that Jesus predicted the church in A.D. 33? Matthew tells us that one day Jesus stood with his disciples and looked at a city renamed after Caesar Augustus upon his death in A.D. 14. It was about 150 miles north of Jerusalem. Now while they stared at what was then a beautiful thriving city named after someone who everyone knew, Caesar Augustus, adopted son, of the divine Julius Caesar, who people believe the son of a God. And Jesus asked, who do you think I am? Caesar Augustus? He's considered the son of a God. What about me? And Peter blurts out, which Matthew records in Matthew 16, 16, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Caesar Augustus was the adopted son of a dead God. Now notice what Matthew continues The conversation, Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Church meaning gathering, assembly, or congregation. And notice this, the gates of Hades will not overcome it. How strange that must have sounded. A Jesus gathering that would survive them? And through a tragedy of translation, the term church appears in our English New Testament. It's a derivative of a German term meaning house of the Lord. In the first English translation of the New Testament, the church term doesn't appear at all. In fact, William Tyndale translated Ecclesia properly, a 16th century congregation. And he was strangled and burned for it. See, Jesus didn't predict a place. He predicted a people a gathering with one thing in common, that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And we gather because of Him. As we saw last week, after the crucifixion, they all lost faith. Obviously, in that moment to them, He wasn't the Son of the living God. Obviously, there would have been no gathering. The resurrection changed all of that. And a few weeks later, He gathered His followers together and said this in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to 20 then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I mean, that sounds kind of arrogant, right? <laughs> Unless it's true. See, the resurrection demonstrated authority over the kingdoms of this world, Rome and death. So Jesus, what, what are you going to do with all that authority? Well, therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always. As you continue to make these disciples, I'm with you to the very end of the age. And then he left. Like, pooh, he was gone. And again, they must have looked around and wondered, all nations, us? Like, we are nobodies from nowhere. In fact, we're fugitives. We have no influence, no status, no Facebook. Then we see the gathering gathered. A few weeks later, according to Luke, who claims to have investigated everything, this group pours into the streets of Jerusalem with a message we discussed last week. Jesus was killed, God raised him, and we've seen him. The Jesus gathering, the church, was launched in the city where these events took place within weeks of when they took place. And for two years, things went pretty well. They traveled 100 or so miles north and south, but then the movement stopped moving. The gathering stopped growing. Instead of going into all the world, they didn't venture too far from home. And then something interesting happened. Maybe, maybe it went something like this in heaven. God called Jesus over and said, Son, like we got a problem. The movement isn't moving. Those chosen fellows... To spread the message, they don't understand the meaning of all nations. They are staying in the neighborhood. Let's get the message spread by getting another guy who knows how to get things done, is courageous, a risk taker, is not afraid to get on a boat and go, is educated, is connected, cause-oriented, focused, who won't back down or won't take no for an answer. He's a mover to get things moving. And the guy looked and said, Saul of Tarsus, he's not yet on our team. He's single-handedly trying to undo everything. So let's use him. And here's what happens. We actually read Jesus' encounter with Saul, who becomes Paul in Acts 9. Paul becomes someone impossible to explain away. His writings are documented to 25 or so years from the crucifixion. His letters predate the Gospels. Paul eventually made his way back to Jerusalem, maybe put on a map on a wall and split the world into two regions, Jerusalem and the rest. And he took the rest, as did the others eventually. Paul traveled around the Mediterranean for 30 years. In his wake, he left little churches, and it was on one search journey that he visited Athens, where a study began. Eventually, Paul finds himself in Rome in prison and waiting execution at about 63 years of age. He had no idea if it had worked, if his labor was in vain, if he had been given his entire life to something that would be overrun and stamped out by the might of Rome and the influence of paganism. Early one morning, they came for Paul and they took him through the forum and outside the city to behead him. As he marched away from the forum... Beyond Nero's Circus, Tiberius' palace. Imagine if we could have walked beside him and whispered in his ear. It worked. It worked. He did it. Jesus kept his promise by building his church. Imagine. Imagine telling him the following One day, this entire city of Rome will be adorned with symbols and reminders of Jesus' life and the lives of his followers. One day, Nero's Circus will be the site of one of the most magnificent structures in the world. St. Peter's Basilica. Someday people will visit Rome, not to visit the tombs of Nero and Caesar Augustus. No, no. They will ask: where was the Apostle Paul killed? Where was he? Where was Peter buried? One day crosses were adorned buildings, not as a reminder of crucifixion, but of a single crucifixion that brings hope. One day. There will be no Roman Empire, but there will be churches everywhere. People will read your letters in over 1,200 languages. Once a year, people all over the world will read the name Caesar Augustus, not in connection with anything that he did, but because he was the emperor during Jesus' birth. Someday, Paul Some someday people will name their sons after you, after Peter, after John, and then they'll name their dogs Nero and Caesar. That was unimaginable. Impossible. <laughs> but that's exactly what happened, right? Just as Jesus predicted, it would happen. Jesus made a promise. Just as God fulfilled his promise to Abraham and Israel, he didn't blink. So, as you consider your adult faith starting point, I want to invite you to join a movement that is based on the indisputable activity of God. You have been invited to participate in the multi-ethnic, multinational, unstoppable activity of God on this earth. The foundation of this movement is not a claim. It is the truth. In fact, it was an event, a historical event, that resulted in a promise, and a promise that has been kept by Jesus. So, Take a step by putting your faith in Jesus. Maybe it's to be saved. It's to trust Him. Or maybe it's to be baptized or to volunteer or to give or join a group or invite a friend. You can do something more profitable. You can't do anything more significant than to trust Jesus. The church is the hope of the world because the church is the vehicle by which God is bringing the solution to mankind's greatest problems sin, sorrow, and death. So take a step, come be part of the solution.